This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. And the award for best hipster movie critic on Bacon Sale, who also likes Karate Kid 2, hates Marvel, rates using letter grades, prefers Lord of the Rings to Star Wars, edits the audio for the show, and creates the episode images, goes to... Zachary Western. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations, I Zach. Oh. <laughs> I, de- I deserve this. Uh. You do. Here's your award. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Vegas I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last episode, our 1994 musical recap. Not random whatsoever. My, my best friend picked me. 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. That was 94. That was the theme, which yeah. is 30 years. Nice round uh, number. <laughs> and it was great. And there were so many people that participated. We had so many comments on Facebook. We we had one on Instagram, but we had so many <laughs> on Facebook and so Step many, it up, Instagram so many on Twitter. Just thank you for playing along. Yeah. There's a lot of people who said, hey, this is the song that I like. And yeah. we're like, well, that didn't come out in 1994. So that's cool, though. Um, but these two comments, when I'm looking at Facebook back to back, are right next to each other. And it makes me laugh. Andrea Roth Harrison says, wow, takes me back. I graduated from high school in 94. Which is awesome. Love it. And I think yeah. that's a, a yeah. good amount of our, you know, our demographic. And I think so too. Mm-hmm. We all are here because we listen to one radio station at some point or another. Sure. And then right next to that, we have Brian Madsen who said, I would have been negative one in 1994. Okay. He's more of a baby than Also Zach. part of our demographic. That's fine too. <laughs> yeah. But it just makes me laugh that those two are together because yeah. that's kind of. That's what we're doing. It's our audience. No, I love love hearing people talk about how nostalgic it was. I love people throwing out suggestions, some of which, by the way, weren't from 94. And we had to. I mean, but are we stuck? Are we doing 95 next week? Are we doing 90? It has to be round, nice round numbers. I am so excited for 2023 when we get to do the 1993 episode. (laughs) There are so many good songs in 93. (laughs) No, we have to wait uh, nine years till we get to to, to 2033. Zach, you'll still be here, right? Mm -hmm. Zach, mm hmm. Well, we're going to do 1984 in movies, and then we're going to do 2004 in food. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We got go. yeah, I mean, no, to go. We definitely opened a door there of like, we can do this, guys. We can do a year-dedicated episode because we to had so four. much fun doing it. Yeah. Like we're Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> four. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about what I like to do to all of the lowly people I see in public, which oh. is just snub them. <laughs> Snubbing them? Snub everybody I know. Rude. No, this is a snubber. So Oscar season is coming up. We, we do have our Oscar prediction show. This is not that episode. This yeah. is a different one. But way back when, I think this honestly was back when we watched all the Best Picture winners. Yeah. Is when we got the suggestion from Paul Jeffries. I don't even know if he listens anymore. Hey, Paul. But... He said, how about in a bonus episode about Oscar snubs? You guys touched on it a little bit, but what do you think is the biggest best picture snub? I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Hmm. And so we we were kicking around ideas and we went, you know, we haven't discussed Oscar snubs yet. We usually have one Oscar episode per year. Yeah. Because what meant <laughs> as much as I some mean, people, people can tolerate. Love it so much. So much. It yeah. is an educational episode and it gives people water cooler fodder. Well, and yeah. the memoriam is the best. Oh crap, we gotta start working on that. Yeah. <laughs> Get uh, working. Yeah. But uh, no, today we're going to be talking about different Oscar snubs. Now, we're not going to be talking about the biggest snub for best uh, film editing and right. best makeup and hair design, because we're not particularly experts on those matters. But, uh, <laughs> Are we not? Maybe. Makeup and hair. Hairstyling? Oh, that's You're true. You're talking to a barber over there. That's yeah. true. I do Halloween makeup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You do snubs, Zach? <laughs> that's all this episode's going to be is a bunch okay. of snubs of each other. 
What'd you say? What's your name again? Mm-hmm. I could identify best barbering scenes in movies for sure. Yeah, <laughs> Paddington too. Save for our best barbering episode, uh, Sweeney Todd. But no, we we actually we we've, we've narrowed it down to seven categories. These are Oscar categories. We're going to be looking through the history of the Oscars and talking about the biggest snubs. Some of which you probably know about, <clears throat> others you may not know. The about. the history of the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, that's like a crazy. Not like a ten year window when I was a teenager <laughs> not, and uh, into my hey, early twenties. It's whoever you choose. I right? go because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> one of my picks goes almost all the way back to the original Oscars. Oh, in back in nineteen. Mine doesn't. Yeah, mine are from okay. when in my early twenties. <laughs> but that's kind of my thing. I always try to send a skew older because I am older. You're the old. Yes, old man Joel. Yes, that's yes. why people. So snub me. not only we Joel chosen, the historian, we, we've chosen these oh, categories, man. but we also have like the one that was nominated but didn't win. And it's like, oh come on, how did that not win? Yeah, but also the ones that hopefully surprise you that have never been nominated for their specific category or didn't get nominated for a very iconic role, right? Because it could be Is that they, where you're going with that. Okay. Well, it, it okay. could be they never got nominated for any Oscars ever. It could be they didn't get nominated for like the one they should have won. Okay. Interesting. And before yeah. you guys get all up in a tizzy about my choices, I don't know what I'm talking about all that much. <laughs> don't uh, get in tizzies. Uh, I do. You okay. Do. Yeah. Y'all are going to judge me. I can feel it, Kent. <laughs> Joel is nicer than you. Yeah. What's okay. your name? Okay. Well, stop it. It is. I'm nicer, but I'm also awkward looking. Yeah. And then uh, Kent glowed up. <laughs> Real glow up, guys. <laughs> yeah. Inside right. jokes and bacon cell. Do that. All right. So what do we got first? All right. First up, we have Best Supporting Actress. Okay, so this one's interesting because, like, we have a couple acting categories, but we are going Best Supporting Actress. How did you guys define this for yourselves? I don't even think the Academy really knows. Sometimes they give a Supporting Actress Sometimes it's screen time. It is screen time, but sometimes it's like they give a Supporting Actress, like, well, they weren't the actor, but yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of went for, like, a, maybe a character actor, actress, yes. mm-hmm. or someone that is generally nominated for that category. Sure. Mm-hmm. And just a reminder, we're going through, and all three of us are going to mention someone who was nominated but did not win. Yes. And then we'll go back through and say someone who was not nominated at all and had a real chance of winning. And, and then we'll just kind of sprinkle some honorable mentions. Yeah, we're going to throw out a lot of honorable there mentions. There are a lot of honorable mentions. Totally. Yeah. So it's going to get confusing, but it'll still be educational. Please bless. Bacon sale. First up, we have Best Supporting Actress. Joel, would you like to go first? Yes, because I want to steal this before Kent does. Ah. Okay. Because for my best supporting actress, someone who was nominated but didn't win, I'm choosing Tony Collette in The Sixth Sense. Joel, that's mine. No, it's not. That's the only one. You uh, called her for, for Hereditary. That's no, your I, only call. No, no, he called her I and called then you her. said it was for Hereditary. <laughs> You're a monster. Okay, well, we just have, we're going to keep the show short. Uh, I have her as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because, well, the winner that year. <laughs> There's so many actresses and we chose one. Well, because that was one of those roles that I went, and okay, truth be told, I have not seen Girl Interrupted, but Angelina Jolie won for Girl Interrupted that yeah. year. I don't know, but I do know that uh, Tony Collette. pretty good in that movie. Tony yeah. Collette was fantastic in The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. possibly the best performance of anyone in that movie, if I may be so bold to say that. Bruce Willis did great. He did. Mostly the uh, scene in the car, right? Oh, it's that's so where good. she won't. Well, no, I just thought want it she, in your mind. she played the role of this caring mom who's very concerned about her son mm-hmm. so well. And then the ending scene, that was the hammer on the head of the nail. You know, it's interesting because she has obviously gone on to be the lead in several movies. Yes, but she's also a great part of ensembles, right? For example, if we're talking lead, she's great in Hereditary. Muriel's wedding. I thought wedding you were going to pick day? that for your best actress pick. No, no, I've got way too many more. So I mm. wanted to keep Tony Collette here. But as an ensemble cast, way, way back, Little Miss Sunshine, About a Boy, there are so many great, and if you like Knives Out as well. She's good in that. Yeah, she's good in yeah. that. I mean, if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> she's good regardless. I'm like, if you like this movie, you she's like good. It. 
I think she is probably maybe more dominant in the supporting actress category, which is also why just I agreed with you, Joel. It's yeah. it's why I about put a boy. Her Did you mention that one? She's yeah. really good in that yeah. too. Yeah. Love it. You want to just throw out some honorable mentions? Uh, that's the only one I had because I was so dead set on Tony Collette. I... What that rhymes? He claimed because he claimed it. Okay, yeah. Zach, who do you got? So my my choice is I don't know, kind of kind of bizarre because it's not a usual. But I was looking through, and this one stood out to me. So in two thousand eight. The award went to Tilda Swinton for Michael Clayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, of all the Tilda Swinton roles, that's just one of them. Yeah, she's she's good. Good. The movie's she's good great. in everything. Yeah. It's she's a good movie. Consistent. She's I, she's fine in it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the nominees that should have won is Amy Ryan in Gone Baby Gone. Yes, so true. That's she's one where so good in it. Yeah, and Gone Baby Gone. Um, I mean, if you don't know what it's about. Well, I don't know how much can we spoil about it. Two Boston area detectives oh. investigate a little girl's kidnapping, which ultimately turns into a crisis, both professionally and personally. There you go. That's directed wow. by Ben Affleck. Yeah. And this is, I believe, his, was the town his directorial nope. debut or it was is this, this one? Yep. So this is his directorial debut and everyone's like, yo, you're, you might be good at this. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he is. And but Amy Ryan is one of these characters that you're like, oh, I, do I hate her? She if is, you don't know who Amy Ryan is, she's uh, Michael Scott's girlfriend. Michael Scott's girlfriend. Yeah, no, she's, yeah. she's also in uh, uh, Only Murders in the Building. Yep. She ends up kind of a, she's a random side comedic character in so many things. And in, in many ways, she brings that energy to this role. But she, to me, is like playing the most perfect, annoying Bostonian in mm-hmm. this movie. And she's kind of irritating, but she's just doing a great job. Yeah. And um, uh, I, I was shocked when I was like, wait, she didn't? Win? Can I make a minor confession? What? Not a, I can sort it out in my head eventually, but I always get Gone Baby Gone, Gone Girl, and Manchester by the Sea mixed up with each you other. You know, I'm not. I get <laughs> Is it, it the I Boston get... trilogy? It must be. <laughs> Boston accents confuse me <laughs> wicked hard. Um, as far as honorable mentions, I'll throw out uh, Amy Adams in Doubt. Um, she did not win. Penelope Cruz in uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona did. And then Amy Adams in The Fighter. Um, Melissa Leo in The Fighter won that one. Yeah, when they're mm-hmm. both nominated, it's always kind of difficult. This uh, is kind of the Amy Adams didn't win category. Yeah. For me, a couple quick honorable mentions. Janet Lee in Psycho. Yep. I think it deserved something that year. Sure. Uh, Mary McDonald from Dances with Wolves, I think deserved wow, a little okay. more praise. Good choice. Like, Dance with Wolves won everything. It mm-hmm. didn't win that for her. And then Laurie Metcalf in, in Lady Bird was one where I went, I loved her in Lady yeah, Bird. True story. She, didn't, she didn't get the nod that year. Ken, do you have any honorable mentions for this one? I do not. No, he does okay. not. He, you're so set. You were I so was. set on Tony Collette. I love her. And then I stole it. So we're still on Best Supporting Actress, but yes. now we're going to look at actresses that were not even nominated for this. Who wants to go first? Kent. You may not know her, but I Anne, can't steal it if you go first. Anne Dowd. Anne, Anne Dowd. Dowd. If yeah. you've seen Compliance, Compliance know. came out in 2012. It's a really harrowing movie, Hereditary. She's the creepy neighbor that says, come over for the seance. Oh. I don't know if many people saw Mass, but it's a heart-wrenching drama. And American Animals, she is just this totally great character actress. She's also in Handmaid's Tale as well, just kind of a horrible character. But her acting is, she disappears into every role. Never so, been nominated. So you're saying that this is, she's never been nominated for any and, and Oscar? Kind of that's, how I'm, that's my sport. angle here okay. is I'm like, hey, I, I do want to give reference to awards that she should have probably won for i would say mass is one that she could have got probably a best actress but compliance should have got best supporting actress okay so and dowd zach i didn't do very well in this category each Mm -hmm. time Uh, my my wasn't nominated 
I don't know that they would have won, okay. but they at least should have been nominated. And mine is from 2007. Now, and all my years are, that was the year of the Oscars, so the, the movie came out the year prior. Yes. So it's a 2006 movie, 2007 Oscars. But uh, Emily Blunt in The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Did not get nominated. She's so good in that movie. She is so good in that movie. I now, mean, that, that year, the, uh, the actual Oscar went to Jennifer Hudson in Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that, I, I don't think that, she would have been beaten out. I have not watched Dreamgirls since then. I've watched uh, Devil Wears Prada multiple times. Jennifer Hudson is very good in that show. But the Devil Wears Prada, like that's, I'm, I'm, she I'm is not a, the biggest Emily Blunt fan, but that's her best role. And I think that's the role that kind of introduced her to uh, everyone to Emily Blunt. And she is like this snarky secretary who just hates uh, she hasn't, Anne Hathaway. She hasn't really done Oscar roles since then. I mean, she's done Jungle Cruise with The Rock. Uh-huh. Yep. Quiet Place Day 2 or okay, whatever. she was in Sicario. Yeah. Okay, I oh, take it back. That would have been Best Actress. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, she's good in Sicario. But no, she was also in uh, Gulliver's Travels and uh, hmm. The Quiet Place and the second one. Yep. Don't um, lump those in with those other movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. Threat of Mary Poppins Returns or something. What do you got? Oh, yeah. So for me, I went uh, really specific on this one. I just okay. thought, I, and I... I I tried not to overthink this because there's so many people, there's so many actors that just haven't been nominated. So it's not like they deserve it for their whole career. No, it's kind of a role that I thought, you know what? They deserved it for okay, this. I hear that. And I chose Carol Burnett in Annie, 1982. Oh, oh, little girl. Little exactly. girl. Exactly. So she is just a deplorable, horrible character at first. Because she's so lovely. And then, uh, you know, then as the movie progresses, she actually does get a little sympathetic. And by mm-hmm. the end, you know, she's, Spoiler, she's defending Annie right. uh, from getting killed by Rooster. That's not the point. Tim Curry. Um, so, but uh, I just thought, since this movie was nominated for Best Art Direction, Annie was nominated for Best Art Direction and Best Original Song this is the This is the title of the award. Best Original Song Score and its Adaptation or Adaptation Score. I hate the Grammys. They did not. They, <laughs> really that was, they, that's Oscars. They didn't yeah, know what they were doing really back they then. They chilled that one out. But she's simultaneously horrible and sympathetic. And Carol Burnett is largely known for her comedic roles. And so I felt like this was her stepping out of that boundary and trying something different. And it absolutely works. I feel like a lot of this show will be us looking back like hindsight and be like, Oscars, you got it wrong. Because yeah. it's a little bit easier for us to say it that, is. right? There's no lasting legacy for a lot of the winners. Yes. And hopefully for the these losers or ones that have never been noticed like they've lasted for decades and that's one of the things i usually kind of uh, rely upon is the test of time i feel Mm -hmm. like the test of time is the true test of a quality of a character or a movie yeah some of these movies like the person who run was maureen stapleton in reds that year okay oh oh, for sure yep and Uh i don't remember i don't remember that it's probably good though yeah but annie uh uh, miss hannigan i I remember that role uh very much so so carol burnett i think should have won and wasn't nominated at all. Did you know that Demi Moore has never been nominated for an Oscar? Ever. I believe it. Has she, she's been in... She got a Golden Globe nomination for Ghost. And she's in A Few Good Men, which G. I think G. deserved. G.I. Jane? G.I. Jane, she really tried to get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, that feels like that was... It's a, a, not a great effort. movie. It's but not. yeah, she didn't get it. She's not. Never her whole career. And she, I thought it was pretty shocking. Is she good, though? She, she, there, she, was, there were 15 years where she was the it girl. Uh, I get her mixed up with Jennifer Connelly all the time. She's the Tom Cruise... Uh, of, yeah. of the female side, I guess. Where like, she really plays that one role in her role. Yeah, she plays that one role really good. And yeah. She does it very well, but she, not a lot of range. In the 90s, mm. she was in a lot of spicy thrillers. That's why you like spicy. her. Spicy. Mm. Now we're going to look at Best Supporting Actor. I'll start this one. Um, and this is nominated, but didn't win. Nominated, but didn't win. And this is... I, I do think that this actor did a very good job in his role, but this is more of a frustration with who won. Mine comes from 1997. The movie came out in 96. 
That year, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. won for Jerry Show Ma- Me the Money for Jerry Maguire for the stupid Show Me the Money thing. Mm-hmm. And they won the most iconic Oscar speech. And you know ever. who didn't win? William H Macy in Fargo. And uh, I think that oh. is a big snub. Fargo has a lot of great performances. It does. And I I would go with William H Macy, who was nominated that year, but uh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, that was such a hot thing. I still I don't enjoy think, it. But as it stood the test of time, and specifically enough that Cuba Gooding Jr. No, Oscar, get Oscar, an Oscar winner Cuba that. Gooding Jr. Is, is a weird sentence to put together. It is, but I, I, you know, every once in a while an actor is going to rip off a, a good role. I don't think that's an award-worthy role. And I think William H. Macy in Fargo, which if you don't know, uh, Minnesota car salesman Jerry Lundergaard's inept crime falls apart due to his and his henchmen's bungling and the persistent police work of the quite pregnant Marge Gunderson. What a terrible description that yeah. movie. <laughs> Such a good movie, though. The Minnesota crime movie. Everybody likes mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. But no, I think that uh, William H. Macy is very good in this movie. I mean, again, there's a lot of good performance in this movie. He was nominated. He didn't get it. It's dumb. 97, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Joel? Well, 90s were a weird time because my nominated but didn't win actor Best Supporting Actor is Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile. Oh, Yo, I saw this one too. Give me your hands, boss. Who, who won? Uh, that year, it was Michael Caine in The Cider House Rules. Well, Michael Caine. I have not seen Cider House Rules. Yeah. But I, must be a legacy thing because it's Michael Caine. It must be because I feel like Michael Clark Duncan in The Green Mile, which if you don't know, it's a movie. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the description. I'm not going with IMDb descriptions here. This is just Thank from memory. because mine was terrible. Uh, but it's a prison back in the 40s. Uh, sometime earlier. <laughs> it has a question mark on it yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, it's a movie about this. Uh, it's based on a Stephen King story. It's the lesser Shawshank. It, it's supernatural Shawshank. It, it's it's super, uh, supernatural is a thing. There's a supernatural yeah. element that I don't want to spoil. Shawshank anything. with sparks. But Michael Clark Dun- Duncan is this huge, gentle giant mm-hmm. who's accused of murder, and you just feel for him. There's moments in there where it just tears your heart out. This yeah. movie does tear your heart out, and he did such a good job yeah. that I was like, why, why, why didn't he get at the, that win? Right, Kent. So what's up with 1997 Oscars? Because when Cuba Gooding Jr. won, very fun role, right? Mm-hmm. But there were better people that there should were. have won. There were. And I'm picking someone that it was his first movie ever, and he came out of the gate swinging, and it's Edward Norton uh-huh. in Primal Fear. So wait, you're, you're choosing the same year, but a different actor winning. Yeah, absolutely. He was Conflict. nominated this year. Uh, he was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor in Birdman, but rightly lost to J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. Uh-huh. And then he was nominated for Best Actor in American History X in 99. Right. Um, he did win the Golden Globe for Primal Fear, but like, I mean, Edward Norton, he is kind of a, he's an ensemble guy. He, you know, like there's Fight Club, The Score. He's great in The Score, as bad as that movie kind of is. I've heard. Death to Smoochie? Really <laughs> like. And 25th Hour, he's great. I've heard that Edward Norton has not won because, because he's difficult to work with. Yeah. But isn't that like an actor's actor? That's Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Well, I, that's, I don't know if people accept Daniel Day-Lewis because he's actually in character the whole time and Edward Norton is just Edward Norton. He's just a jerk. I don't know. I'm not in the industry, but I remember reading up on that because I was like, he's never won? He deserves so, it. He's such a great actor. He's got, he's got some range there. Yeah. I have an honorable mention that is only an honorable mention because I was sure one of you guys would pick it. Go on. Comes from 1994. The movie came out in 1993. That year, Tommy Lee Jones won for The Fugitive. Yes, and he Ray did. Fiennes did not win for Schindler's List. Wow. I absolutely love 
Tommy Lee Jones and the Fugitive. He's great. That's what introduced me to Tommy Lee Jones, and I didn't know that was him. Tommy Lee Jones being Tommy Lee Jones? I didn't know. It was just him just being himself. But Yeah, and then he got his own sequel. We didn't need that. The U.S. Marshals. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The really young Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I have an honorable mention as well. Samuel L. Jackson lost in Pulp, yep. in Pulp Fiction. I, I had that one. He, got, he lost to Martin Landau and Ed Wood. I've almost completely forgotten about Ed Wood, but Samuel L. Jackson Pulp wow. Fiction is still a meme and, and acknowledged yeah. today. Uh, Willem Dafoe is the last Best Supporting Actor in Platoon, Shadow of the Vampire, and The Florida Project. I mean, it's Willem Dafoe, the uh, character actor. I mean, he, he, actor, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Justice Rory Fines. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to go through wasn't nominated at all for Best Supporting Actor, Joel. This is a broad one. This is one who just never got any Oscar nominations at all. And this may be a kind of a you know, personal pick, but... Alan Rickman. Joel, I picked Alan Rickman as you did? well. Did you pick a, a one that he could have been nominated for? So I, I just kind of talked about a couple of these because uh, he was nominated for a BAFTA. A BAFTA. BAFTA. Uh, the, British, the British Oscars. British uh, something, something, film, something, something. Um, <laughs> but there's extra letters in there. Wow. Yeah, BAFTA. You know, Bacon Hill actually so, stands for a something, lot of, too. <laughs> a lot of S's in BAFTA. Yes. BAFTA. Something, something, something. something, something. something. Uh, no, but uh, he was nominated for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves for yeah. BAFTA. And then he didn't get it uh, any nomination over here. And I just think about how if you put Alan Rickman in a supporting role, because primarily it's what yeah. he does. He wasn't really a lead. Right. But he was there to support. So I have a bunch. But if you have one specifically, you can I it. did. Well, I, I was looking through the list and going, come on. The, the, the lead actor of this movie got nominated for, for best actor. He should have got nominated for supporting actor. I did Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And then I looked at who won. And it was uh, Javier Bardem for No Country for Old Men. And I went, never mind. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, there's but, a movie called Perfume, which he is great in. Yeah, I hated that movie. I've never seen Very it. creepy. I hated that He's movie. He's great in the movie. But uh, Die Hard, Harry Potter, Galaxy Quest, Love Actually, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's and, hard because they're not really Oscar movies. They're just movies no, that are no, stood no. But if you think of like how, what I mean, honestly, you put him in any supporting role, even even uh, uh, as the robot in an, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Galaxy. I can't remember the name right now. But he was so good in that. Even as a voice role. And I was like, he's, yeah, he's great. It's interesting to me that Alan Rickman's actual career reflects his character in Galaxy Quest quite well. Of like, he is in a lot of franchisee movies. Yes. Yeah. Right? He didn't actually, I mean, he's, come on, he's great in Quigley Down Under. But, uh, <laughs> but like, he doesn't do a lot, he didn't do a lot of, of uh, Oscar y movies. Yeah. Right? I think is his downfall. But that's, and the, and the Oscars tend to ignore things like action and comedy and horror. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, but he does, and fantasy even to a point. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter didn't get many nominations at all. Yeah. But well, well. acting wise. Yeah. But if there's anyone who's going to be nominated for an acting role in Harry Potter, it should have been sure. Alan Rickman. Very true. All right, Kent. A genuine all-star. This guy was in five movies. Five movies over Smash seven Mouth? years. <laughs> hey, now. And every <laughs> one of these five movies was nominated for Best Picture. And most of them won. His name is John Cazale. And he was born 1935, died in 1978. So he... Stop making movies in the late 70s because he passed away. His movies are... Most the, people do if they pass away. The Godfather, The Conversation, The Godfather Part 2, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter. He's Fredo. He's Fredo. Oh, oh Fredo. This guy Fredo's so is... Good. If he didn't pass when he did, he would have been an all-time actor. This guy... He's a character actor. ...disappears into the roles. Into the roles. Yeah. And they're amazing. Dog Day Afternoon, if you guys haven't seen it, totally worth watching. And that's that song, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, right? Yep. That's, yeah, three Dog Day <laughs> afternoon, actually. I think he is the director's lucky charm. Because uh, like, you have Francis Ford Coppola. You have like all these legends. They're like, get that guy. He'll make our movie better. Because he did. Mm -hmm. So John Cazale. Okay. Uh, honorable mentions, fellas, for the never been nominated for Best Supporting Actor? Um, go, yeah, go for it. 
Uh, one I want to point out, uh, not going to get any love maybe from a lot of people, but I think Robert Mitchum. Oh, great uh, In choice. Cape Fear and Night of the Hunter, he played just these mm-hmm. horrible characters. Yeah. But from what I understand, he's actually a pretty nice guy. But uh, I thought he was fantastic in those, and he deserved some sort of nomination for something. And then Sean Astin in Lord of the Rings. How did the oh, support, so the supporter of the ring bearer, the guy who carried Frodo, didn't get a single nomination Sam for that? Sam Weiss the Brave. One of the few... I, okay, so there's, there's not a lot of range in Lord of the Rings, meaning like not a lot of people are crying. Yeah. Uh, but Sean Astin had that amazing, heartbreaking part talking to Frodo. And I should say uh, Sam had it talking You're to Frodo. Sam. And he's crying, and I was like, man, this is such a good part. Not even a nomination. Listener, you don't know, but here in the Bacon Cave, uh, Joel set his wedding ring on the table for recording so it doesn't tap <laughs> against the table. He literally grabbed his ring, picked it up, talked about Lord of the Rings, and then set it down. <laughs> is that why he disappeared? I yeah. did. Yeah, you did. I was so conscious. <laughs> said, Lord of the Rings, picked up your ring, had yeah. it on your on your index finger, and then set it down. <laughs> yeah, because it's your precious. I know. Precious. I know. Uh, John Goodman, never nominated for an Oscar. What? John Goodman. I mean, he's in... Back in the day, oh, should have been for King Ralph. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but even in even around that time, always he's great in arachnophobia, great in. But then he gets into acting with Barton Fink. Um, should have been for Ten oh, Clover. brother, the Ten big, Cloverfield Lane. The Big Lebowski yeah. is the role. The uh, big Lebowski. Flight, he's really good, and even though I don't like the movie, and then Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. John Goodman, Guy Pierce, who I love, and he's great in like the Rover, Animal Kingdom, Proposition, Count of Monte Cristo. Mem- I love Memento, yeah. Memento, and LA Confidential. Yeah, and Mads Mikkelsen. He's kind of like the villain in every movie now, but if you've seen his international films, he's great in every single one of them. Okay. Lots of honorable mentions. I have one. Um, guys, Hugh Grant wasn't nominated for Paddington 2, and that's a crime. <laughs> he's, very, he's never been nominated for anything. He's never yeah. been nominated, but specifically not for Paddington 2. Paddington 2, for the record, is my answer at some point for all of these categories. <laughs> um, and yeah, for some reason, Sam Rockwell in Three bill, three Billboards won that year. Come on. For some reason. Oh, come that's on. A, that's, a, that's a really good movie. Give me Hugh He does Grant. a great job in that one. Next up, we have Best Original Song. So this is nominated, didn't win, right? Yes. Nominated, but didn't win. Nobody Nobody does does it better. (laughs) James Bond song? Like the heaven above me. me. What won that year? I'm going to go over the nominees. Okay. So this was nominated for Best Song in 1978. Went against Someone's Waiting for You from The Rescuers. Adorable. The Slipper in the Rose from The Slipper in the Rose. Candle on the water. I'll be your candle on the water. And the winner was you. You light up my life. It's a sleepy year for best original songs. But nobody does it better. By Carly Simon should have won. Absolutely, it is such a freaking awesome song that even since our Bond song, Bond song, Bond song, 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 (laughs) uh, it is stuck in my head. I love that song. It's that's a great. I actually initially didn't like it when I was kind of getting into James Bond. Yeah, and as time has gone on, and actually specifically since Roger Moore's passing, mm-hmm. like it's it's top tier Bond. Song. I agree. I love it. Oh, that's such a good choice. Zach, what do you have? What was nominated but didn't win? So for my choice, I messaged you guys earlier today, and I said mm-hmm. we're doing song, not score, right? Yes. Because there was a, a a score that you know we're not going into that that was totally snubbed. Specifically, it was uh, the 1981 Oscars. Empire Strikes Back did not win for score. Crazy. Yeah. Instead, the stupid movie Fame won. Fame! It's gonna live forever. So I was like, man, that's ridiculous. It won. And then what other songs were nominated that year? And then I saw it. And then I saw my choice. Guys, I love this song. I love it too! It is season five. <laughs> this is such a great song. Uh, might I say possibly Dolly Parton's best song? 
Jolene. Jolene called. I'm Jolene. Jo- Jolene. <laughs> Jolene. <laughs> Why are we singing so much? Jolene would probably be the one. No, yeah. I nine to five from nine to five by Dolly Parton uh, didn't. Uh, it didn't win. And it, it's, it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. It's great. It's so good. And fame, like and you mentioned. Fame. It's cool song. Very the cool theme song. theme from fame, which yeah. is fine. But like fame yeah. over, over a Dolly Parton bop. Yeah. Everyone loves 95. Uh, it might not be the, the, the most egregious of all time, but wow. it's the one that I, I, I organically stumbled upon and went, Dolly deserves better. Uh, Zach, I don't know if I'm surprised or impressed that you showed such restraint because you do realize that thing you do was nominated. Yeah, and I never do. Won. I was shows about. I was waiting for you as well. I, I, I knew. I, I, it's retired, guys. Yeah. I'm not allowed to oh, talk about it now. Anymore. It's retired. Yeah, I, I knew. I don't think it is. Uh, so for my pick, I'm actually going to do a little reverse thing here. I'm going to play you a clip from the song that won, and I just want to hear your emotional reaction to okay. it. Sure. Ready, you guys? Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Maybe what's bad gets gone. So this is It Goes Like It Goes from Norma Ray. You may not know that song. You may not know that movie. Uh, Sally Field, um, uh, uh, working class union movie. Uh, very okay. popular in the early 80s, I guess. Or, or, <laughs> excuse, guess. excuse me, late 70s. <laughs> late 70s. Yeah. Uh, but it just kind of that era seemed that that was kind of the blue collar worker was a big staple for a lot of these movies that were winning. But then I'm going to play the one that I think was the one that was nominated and I think should have won. And I want to hear your emotional reaction to it. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's feeling in my This is the choice. I what? Yeah. Now the weird thing is, is that the Muppet Rainbow movie from this is Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie, and the Muppet movie was nominated for best original score, and oh, well, it's actually best original song score and its adaptation or adaptation score. <laughs> yeah. Really long title there, but it didn't win. But when I th- when I looked at the winners i went what the heck is it goes like it goes and i listened to it i'm like i got nothing this this song has not stood the test of time but rainbow connection still still tugging on heartstrings today so good if i may now try to do all of my honorable mentions in one breath go for it because this is one i had so many for so here we go Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Buck Privates. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo from Cinderella. That's Amori from The Caddy. The Bare Necessities from The Jungle Book. Gonna Fly Now from Rocky. Helplessly Devoted to You from Greece. On the Road Again from Honeysuckle Rose. The Power of Love from Back to the Future. Somewhere Out There from American Tale. Blaze of Gory from Young Guns Clue. That Thing You Do from That Thing You Do. May It Be from Lord of the Rings. Return of the King. Accidentally in Love from Shrek 2. I See the Light from Dangled. Everything is Awesome from the Lego Movie. You forgot I Have the Tiger. I did, but the one that won that year I was actually okay with. Up Where We Belong. Yeah. I know. I do like that one a yeah. lot. So, but all those songs, I kind of went, how did none of these win when they're so iconic? They're so good. Anyway, there's my emotions. You guys got any? That was it. You took mine and then I have the tiger. Okay. Um, in 1997, um, Evita won instead of That Thing You Do. True. <laughs> you just looked that, that up. True. No, I knew that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Okay. What was not? <laughs> did you just say Dolly Parton? <laughs> Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. What was not nominated at all that should have been? I think I'll start this one. Yeah. Okay. This this is the more cliche Zach choice. Um, we've talked about it on the show before. So good. This is You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. It was the opening song to uh, Casino Royale. I yeah. forgot it for a second. I, we all just started dancing to that. This, I know. It's an underrated Bond song, but what I love about it, and I think the good, the, like the best Bond songs, uh, just become 
songs. Regular songs. Or you can yeah. just listen to them. Honestly, Skyfall has reached that point. Yep. yep. Um, Let the sky fall. <laughs> a, a View to a Kill. Duran Duran. You know, like there's these songs that have just... Th- live and just, let die. You would Live and let die, right? You're just going to listen to them. Mm-hmm. This is one for me that I would just listen to at any point. It's great. It is so good. Wasn't even nominated. And What was nominated? Like, it, what won that year? What won that year? Uh, it is I Need to Wake Up from an Inconvenient Truth. What? Uh, yeah. Did Al Gore sing it? <laughs> yeah, maybe. What does I, it sound like? I need to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spoken word album. Yeah. Like William Shatner. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just like when you're looking at the nominees and you don't even throw the Bond song in. Granted, I, I feel like the last few movies, it's become a default. Where, yeah. Especially since Skyfall. Sure. Because, mm. you know, Skyfall wins and then... The writing on well, the well, wall. Well, no, they, 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 they get like a, a pop star, R and B star. Right. Whereas back then they were using more alternative. Sure. Acts, well, I right? mean, it was doing a few different things. Sure. Because right? then there was yeah. Alicia Keys and and Jack White, which Ooh. that sounds kind of terrible. Bad. But yeah, Dream Girls was also that same year. Two different songs from Dream Girls were nominated. Mm. Cars, Our Town, and Cars. You know, and then <laughs> oh wait, look another great Dream Girls. So three Dream Girls songs were nominated Ugh. instead of one really good. Chris Cornell Bond song. Oh, so good. Come on. Next. That is a great choice. I would apologize to Zach, but I'm not gonna. Nobody does. It's been a hard day's night. So, A Hard Day's Night from A Hard Day's Night in 1964. Doesn't count. How does it not count? I guess all, like, half their albums are soundtracks to their own movies. This was made for the movie. And it was nominated. The Hard Day's Night actually was nominated for two for two Academy Awards, Best Screenplay and Best Score, but it didn't get a nomination for Best Original Song. You know what won that year in 1964? Mm. Chim Chimmery from Mary Poppins. Not even the best song in Mary Poppins. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious was robbed. He wasn't even nominated. <laughs> but I think A Hard Day's Night from A Hard Day's Night. It just feels like a cheat because I feel like the movie was made for the song instead of vice versa. But still... It should have been nominated at least. <laughs> you just put your head up like that. Proves a point. Should have been nominated because it's one of the it's one of the most iconic songs. You hear that first opening chord, and you're like, I know what the song but not is. Not for the movie, but it is the opening chord of the movie as well. Yeah, it introduces it introduced the Beatles to many people. Okay, I feel like this song should have gotten much more recognition, and it didn't. I think it needs to be tied to the movie. I think there needs to be a legacy there. It is. It, it's the just the Beatles. It's like, oh, I know, I have that album. Dream Girls got three nominations. Nobody cares about Dream Girls anymore. It's a, it's a musical. This Listen, is a musical I love as the well. Beatles. I'm not attacking the Beatles. I'm not Zach. Back up. <laughs> I will snub you. Okay, so the one that wasn't even nominated is literally the same year I had as Nobody Does It Better. This movie and the song, how is it not nominated? Once again, you light up my life. Won that year. Staying alive. Was not oh, nominated what? Right. from Saturday Night Fever. I don't know. No I think it needs to tie better to the movie. I think it needs to be part of the movie. How does it not? How does Hard Day's Night not? How does Staying Alive not tie to that John Travolta strut? Wow. How does How does Hard Day's Night not tie to, to the Beatles running towards the camera and George falling on his face? <laughs> Nobody knows. That is a great moment to set about. Girls, <laughs> I think you're both pretty. Let's, let's, let's look at this song. But staying alive, right? Staying alive. No, that, staying that, alive. That's that's great. It wasn't no, even think, nominated. No. Yeah. See, that's that's my and it surprise. Is like, that is sure. the flavor of that era. Totally. That was 1970. Came out 77 and was it nominated in 78? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And that that feels like that era, much like the Beatles. So Joel, are you going to do another? Uh, Oh, I only have a couple here that I just was... Because there's so many songs out there that could be chosen from different movies. So I kind of limited this one. Uh, I was surprised. We don't talk about Bruno from Encanto. Wasn't nominated. 
Yeah, because it was the song. It was the song for the movie. Didn't they even perform it at the Oscars? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, Also, uh, Danger Zone from Top Gun, not nominated, Mm. which is weird. Because I think they had Take My Breath Away. I think one, if I remember right. Okay. I get it. And then Another Day of Sun. Another Day of Sun from La La Land. Love it. Didn't even get nominated. Every other song did. City of Stars and Audition both did. And I think those are lesser songs to Another Day of Sun. Yeah. Uh, Audition song should have won. It should have. But City the, of Stars City won. of Stars the won. Sleepiest, it sh- it the sleepiest have. song yeah. from that movie won. My honorable mentions are Don't You Forget About Me from Breakfast Club. Wasn't even nominated. Yeah. I think it should feel the flavor. It's not, it's not the flavor of the movie, Ken. It should do something with How is movie. that not? Raise your hand up drop, in the air. Drop it, Joel. Uh, p- pure Imagination. Really? Wasn't even nominated. Yeah. And that was in 1972. Yeah. From um, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And that same year, Shaft did win. So Shaft is kind of iconic, but still, sure. pure imagination. And Shut then, your mouth. Joel, from that same year that The Rainbow Connection was nominated but didn't win, The Rose from The Rose by Bette Midler. One of the few songs I learned how to play on the piano? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. And then mine was just uh, Don't You Forget About Me from The okay. Breakfast Club. Which, yeah, right? That's an yeah. all-time classic. Now we're going to go to Best Actress. Joel, will you please start us? This, this is seems, nominated but didn't win. Yes, nominated but win, and I think this may be kind of the obvious choice. There's a few choices that I was like, that's the obvious choice, but this one I felt very strongly towards it. Yeah. But it was uh, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, Fatal Attraction. 1987, mm-hmm. uh, which if you don't know, it's a movie about a guy who has an affair and then quickly learns why that's not a good idea. Who won that year? Cher in Moonstruck. That movie, mediocre at best. And Cher, okay, she plays a role, but it's mm-hmm. not like, a best picture, a best actress. She's winner. in it. She does things, <laughs> but close has gotten the best supporting actress nomination four times for uh, the world according to Garp, Big Chill, The Natural, and Hillbilly Elegy. She did get nominated for Fatal Attraction, Dangerous Liaisons, Albert Nobbs, and The Wife. So she's mm-hmm. been nominated a total of eight times for an Oscar in acting performance. In acting the role. Susan Lucci of her time. And, <laughs> That's a reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she hasn't won any of them. She, she just needs to sign on to an A24 film. She'll get it. Probably. And yeah, I, I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't know. Hillbilly Elegy, I thought was a really good role for her and a different role. Yeah. Uh, but I think she should have won for Fatal Attraction. And I don't know if she has another Oscar nominated performance in her that will, she, that will win unless she gets a legacy award. I think she's hit her okay. best performances already. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not downplaying her. I think she's a fantastic actress, but I just wonder. Kent. Am I stealing Amy Adams? This would be a good Amy Adams one. Am I stealing Amy Adams? In which role? So the only role she's been nominated for Best Actress is American Hustle. And we talked about does she deserve it? Maybe, maybe not. I did like her in the role. So the winner that year was actually Kate Blanchett, who's great for a movie called Blue Jasmine. One One of her movies. She, she, when she's in movies, she's yeah. good in them. And, and I am giving it to Amy Adams more so for Legacy. Mostly she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress, but there are so many movies that she should have been nominated for Best Actress for, like Big Eyes. I think she's great. Um, you don't like it? I like the movie. She's great in the movie, she's though. Okay. It's Tim Burton. I know. Wow. We did all show on him. Enchanted. I think she deserved the Best Actress nomination. <laughs> I would have given it to her. And a movie called Arrival. Anyways. I like how you gloss over that. It's as it is, other people it is, Don't, get, don't get ahead of yourself. It is the role. Because we're going to get to was it nominated at okay, all. Okay, okay good. Hold yeah, on, yeah. hold on. No, mine uh, comes from 2015. The winner that year was Julianne Moore for Still Alice, which I, she's fine. But I think that uh, it should have gone to 
Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl. Yes. Who man. is so yes. compelling in that role. She's she's doing so many things and she's constantly casting doubt over how you think that you should feel about her in this movie. Yeah. And she crushes it. And I'm like, why didn't you win? That should have been the win yeah. in 2015. I yeah. agree. Because Gone Girl is a movie that when it first came out, I was like, I'm not going to see that. I don't think I'm going to like that. And then a couple years later, I finally saw it and went, yo, that one, I think it was pretty good. And that then here we are, crazy. years and years later. I'm like that movie has stuck with me. Yeah, and it's large, so good, it's so rewatchable to Rosamund Pike's performance. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she, her, she is strangely haunting, and yeah, she's vulnerable and and also. Uh, and I'd still scary. date her. Yeah, I bet That's you weird. would. Yeah, you know, uh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I actually had Rosamund Pike as an as an honorable mention for mine for nominated, but didn't win. And then also Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. Mm, nominated, I get it. Did not win. I get but, it. Uh, any honorable mentions? Ken? So many. Okay, go for it. Michelle Williams has never won uh, Best Actress. Shh, what? Yeah, I know. Okay. Crazy. Go on. Saoirse Ronan? Saoirse. She's, her time's coming. She's been nominated three times for Best Actress. She'll, she'll be there. Uh, you already mentioned Glenn Close. Scarlett Johansson has been nominated for Marriage Story in 2020. And Laura Linney has been uh, nominated twice. Laura never Linney's won. really good, too. She's great. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this actress's name. Gabri Sibidi. Yes. I, I don't know. Um, so she played Precious based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's the, full, the full name. title every yeah. time. <laughs> That's what it's the official title. This yeah. is back in 2010. She was nominated but did not win. Instead, it went to Sandra Bullock for the blind side. Oh, yeah. Come on. That I, do like her. Well. I do like her in that role. I do not like that movie at all. I don't like her in that role in that mm-hmm. movie. I don't like that genre of movies. Sports? Nope. I hate sports movies. Almost That's all weird. Them. Yeah. But weird. you like sports more I like than act- we do. No, no, I don't. Sports movies are so cheesy. All right. Who wasn't nominated at all? Mine is already taken. It, the answer is Amy Adams in Arrival. Like, so for that, that, even though she's been nominated for other things. She's been, that's the one. And she wasn't. That to me is like her her role that you didn't even get nominated for that. I know. And yeah. she's so, so good in that. She's been good in a lot. Arrival of is that the, the plot synopsis is uh, uh, a linguist teaches aliens how to write. Um, Why is it so good then? No, it's really good. It's such a yeah. dumb premise. And she it's does such a, such a good job in it because she, she is this. She's the emotional center of that movie. I do yep. think conceptually, this movie, like it, it, it's it's on the edge of a knife. It could have been terrible. Yes, and I think it's held together by great directing and a fantastic performance. From it's Annie such Adams. a realistic per, like presentation of what it would be like if aliens actually landed uh-huh. among us. Now, the winner that year was Emma Stone. For La La Land. And I'm a La La Land guy. I've now, got, I would, I've got I two would different posters in my room. Guys, would you prefer if Adam Amy Adams to win that year? Kent? 100%. You, but you're a La La Land diehard. I love that movie. And I, no, I like oh, that movie. You, you could have said, I love La La Land. And that would have been fun and a little bit. I love La La Land. <laughs> I had an extra La. Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone in the movie? Basic. Might as well get like a pumpkin Whoa, spice macchiato. Geez. Like it, her, her role is fine. She's adorable, but she is no Amy Adams in Arrival. She's not why La La Land is good. Amy Adams kind of is why Arrival is good. Mm. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, So I guess it goes to me then. Yeah. I'll say this. This film that I'm going to be talking about received nominations for Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Film Editing, Best Screenplay, and it won Oscars for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Costume Design, Best Score, and Best Sound but not one single nomination for Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. Mm. The classic tale of, of a character become, becoming, you know... The reason we still remember the movie? Yes. The, yeah. re- the reason that we all love Audrey Hepburn. Well, not Zach. He hates this movie, I remember. 
I'm just leaning back. Yeah. But uh, she did this thing, a uh, classic movie uh, Oscar bait, shall I say, where you start as one character and end up as a completely different mm-hmm. character. And that is what this movie is. And for her to not even get a single nomination when, when it got all that other love, that's like a slap in the face. And no one slaps Audrey Hepburn in the face. Think, no one. Do you think it's because she was dubbed? For singing, they did say that was a reason for it. It might have been a factor. Possibly I don't know how it. it was back then. But the action, the, the singing, to me, wasn't the acting. It was, you know, the, the nice mm-hmm. part. It was the singing part. But the acting, she did a great job in. I thought. So, Audrey Hepburn not getting a nomination for My Fair Lady. It's really sad. It is. Yeah, she'd been great. Uh, I'm going for a legacy one, and I'm going to go kind of more Joel's era on this. Um, <laughs> we're going to go 30s. No, probably it's more 1940s. It's Maureen O'Hara. Never oh, won. Oh, she's fantastic. Never got nominated for anything. If you don't know Marine, oh, you probably have this. Yeah. So she was in, uh, like, honestly, like six or seven John Wayne movies. Yeah. Um, Quiet Man. Yeah. Quiet Man is one of the notable ones. Rio Grande as well, but was in How Green Was My Valley, which did very well at the Oscars. She was yeah. not nominated. Miracle on 34th Street is That's one of her probably more what you know her ones. From. Yeah. Yeah. And she is just, she's been in so many movies. She did pass away 2015. I'm not sure if she won the Legacy Award or not. And by one, I mean, sometimes the Oscars is like, Hey, sorry, we yeah. never awarded you for competition back in the day. Here's this. Does this mean anything now? Yeah. But Maureen O'Hara, in her like well-established career, and she honestly, you know, we can kind of make fun of actors back then because they seemed a little stiff. Mm-hmm. Maureen O'Hara was always this emotional core. I mean, she carried movies with John Wayne because yeah. he wasn't a great actor. And if you don't know who she is, I, I challenge you to look up a picture of her and you'll go, oh, that's that totally. actress. I know her. Yeah. So pretty sad. Um, I guess I just give a little shout out to uh, Scarlett Johansson did not get nominated for Lost in Translation. Yep, she didn't. Uh, but Charlize Theron won for Monster that year, and so, makes sense. She, that, that she, she, hey, we made transformative the, role. We made the pretty girl ugly. Let's give her an award. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I think they're both pretty. In right? Monster, it's a callback to Zach calling. Oh us yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Now let's talk about Best Actor. This is the one I <laughs> a lot for. Yeah. Joel, why don't you get us started here? Now, you guys may not agree with my pick. Because I, re- this per- I rarely agree with you, This Joel. person has plentiful awards already. But yeah. Tom Hanks not winning for save- for nominate- being nominated, but not winning for Saving Private Ryan in 1998. <sighs> yeah. Or Castaway in 2000. I feel both of those are slights. Now, Roberto Benigni is one for Life is Beautiful in 1997. I love well Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Roberto Benigni is a divisive actor. His performance is a little hokey, even though it is wonderful and brilliant. But I feel like Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan, man, that is a powerhouse right there. I think he'll be okay. Oh, he'll be fine. Holding his other Oscars. He'll be fine. Also, he should have won and cast away over Russell Crowe in Gladiator. Boom. Oh, absolutely not. I'm sorry. I'm going to sit here and stare. Wilson! Instead of carrying the entire movie on his emaciated shoulders. I'm in fire! It's basically Christian Bell's school of acting. Get skinny and get awarded. You know? <laughs> Has he got awarded, Christian Bell, for getting skinny? Yeah, he, well, maybe not. Mm. He got, uh, did he get awarded for getting fat? Yeah. Hmm. But Tom Hanks. Yeah, he did for uh, the um, for Vice. Vice? Yeah. I'm not going to cry over Tom Hanks not getting the awards, but I do feel like. Yeah, that Saving was Private Ryan. That was, was like, that's the one. And Castaway. I'm going for the other Tom, Tom Cruise. Never. Has he, he's never won a Best Actor. Never. He was nominated for Best Actor for Magnolia. Born on the 4th of July. Oh. And he was nominated for Jerry Maguire. Was he not nominated for Magnolia? I think that's the role that he should have won Best Supporting Actor for. Which one? For Magnolia. I think the role is fantastic. But Jerry Maguire, so that was 1997 when they had those Oscars. And the winner that year is Jeffrey Rush from Shine, which Jeffrey Rush is a great actor. Yeah, he is a great actor. But Jerry Maguire, even though that's kind of like a, a sappy 
sort of like a, a maybe a slightly deeper rom-com the mm-hmm. the role is so good it's one of tom cruise's more nuanced roles yeah. if i may say rain man oh i love rain, rain man is good that would um, be the one. I, yeah Sorry. i like the last samurai too oh yeah you do yeah i love it actually <laughs> gentlemen yeah i'm shocked you gonna go with the About, tom too no there's a tom right, hardy there's a right answer here it's like a famously right answer that led to what i actually picked because i thought you'd pick this which is the answer is from 1975's oscars it is al pacino for the Godfather Part Two. Oh yeah, he did not win. Yeah. He was nominated but not win. Instead, it was Art Carney for Harry and Tonto. That is a very famous one of people being like, "What happened?" Yes, because my choice was going to be 1993 Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin. Mm. He did not win. Why did he not win? Because Al Pacino won for Scent of a Woman because they felt Ooh, bad because they didn't give it to him in 1975. 20 yeah. years later, you're telling me Al Pacino did not have an Oscar-nominated performance between 1973 and Because there's a belated gift from the Oscars. Look him up. Yeah. <laughs> Scent of a Woman was a last-ditch effort. That was a, oh no, he's gone crazy. When is he going to do an Oscar <laughs> role again? We feel so bad about The Godfather Part 2. Yeah. There's some weird stuff with The Godfather 2. I remember um, Best Director went to Bob Fosse for Cabaret, I think, instead oh, of, gross. Instead of uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola. Right. But, uh, it, but that was for Godfather 1. I think he did end up winning for Godfather 2. So they okay. made it up later. But yeah. No, Zach, those are good choices. Yeah, we're sorry, Al Pacino. Yeah. hoo we never apologize to Al Pacino anymore. Not, not, anymore. not after what <laughs> not he enough. did. Not after what he did. Wait, what did he do? You know. <laughs> All right, honorable mentions, Joel. Uh, Ken yeah. already mentioned Edward Norton in American History X, but also Liam Neeson in Schindler's List. Yeah, isn't that weird? Win. Yeah, yeah, a little odd. He doesn't have an he doesn't have an Oscar. That's no. so strange. No, he does have a very particular set of skills. Um, though. Yeah, then he started doing action movies. He's done. M- maybe he'll come back to Oscar stuff. It's not happening. Matt Damon. Matt Damon hasn't won an Oscar um, except for writing. Uh, he was nominated yeah. for Best Actor for Good Will Hunting and The Martian. <laughs> I like that caveat. He has a one Oscar, except for writing. He I mean, shares it with ugh. Ben. He shared it with Ben. <laughs> yeah, he shared it with Ben. That's cute. And then Colin He's Fer- got the Oscar and Ben has the Ur. Yes. Colin Farrell hasn't been... Uh, he's been nominated once, and that was for the Banshees of Ed Sheeran. And Bruce. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. And he has such a great career. He's played so many interesting Banshees roles. Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah. Should have been the one. Mm. All right. Well, who wasn't nominated at all? Okay, so for this one, I, I don't have a ton of honorable mentions, but I'm going to go with uh, Ewan McGregor. Whoa. Never nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. He's done a lot of good stuff. I mean, people think of him as just Obi-Wan Kenobi, which he's great at. But I mean, train spotting was too early in he, his career. He did really good. He that. did really well. Uh, Moulin Rouge. I really like that movie. Yes! <laughs> I really like him in Down With Love. What? <laughs> you do, though. You actually do, I like him. I hate Renee Zellweger. is yeah. terrible. But I like him. Big Fish as well. I love Big, and Big Fish. And Beginners. I don't know if you guys have seen Beginners. Have seen Beginners. He's great. Never nominated. Hmm. Ridiculous. Never. I mean, he was he was nominated for Golden Globes. I like how I mentioned Golden Globes. Like, it's kind of like a consolation the prize, Golden right? Golden Globes are nothing. But for like Moulin Rouge and Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. But it's, Golden Globes are the drunk Oscars. We've talked about that <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, it's a true story. Zach, what about you? Oh, I don't know. I have two choices that are pretty equal in my mind. But uh, I'll go a little bit hipstery um, and say, I really like Paul Giamatti. Like a whole lot. Yeah, he's he's a really good actor. And in 2005, he was in a movie called Sideways. Yep. And he himself directly affected the sales of Merlot uh, <laughs> because of how he treated wine. He wasn't nominated for Sideways. Oh, that's, okay. I'm that movie got saying, love. A lot of love, Oscar exactly. love. Exactly. I see what you're saying. It got a lot of Oscar love. You're going why, Saving Private Ryan here. Why okay. did Paul Giamatti not get nominated? Yeah, Who that won is that crazy year? to me. Uh, Jamie Foxx for Ray. Mm, yeah, I don't yeah. like that movie. I feel like yeah. there was someone else that year, too, that probably should have won over that. Now, according to my research, but I can't remember who it is now. Joel, who do you have? Uh, mine's a very Joel pick mm-hmm. because I am a Jim Carrey fan. 
I'm an I'm a '90s Jim Carrey fan, and then Jim Carrey did the Truman, Truman Show, Show in 1998 and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in 2004, yeah. and I feel like he was saying, "Look, I I can act, I can act dramatically," and I think he did a great job in both those. Truman Show was nominated for Best Director, Best Supporting Actor, yeah, and Best uh, Original Screenplay, and then Eternal Sunshine was nominated for Best Actress and won Best Original Screenplay. So like the actors around him kept getting nominated, he didn't, and honestly. I feel like that has broken him. So I actually remember watching the drunk Oscars. He won the best actor. For, he won the Golden Globe best actor for mm-hmm. Truman Show. Mm-hmm. And the next year he won it for Man on the Moon. Yeah. And I think that's when he was really trying to be a method actor. Yeah. And I think it broke him that he wasn't awarded yeah. what he thought he should have. I, that's how I feel. I feel like he tried yeah. and he, he went, fine, I'm not doing these serious roles anymore. Right. And went back to Goofy. It's actually really, bu- it, it's a bummer. Yeah. Because I yeah. think both those roles are fantastic. I think he he's able to walk that line, especially in Truman Show, mm-hmm. of, of comedy and drama. And then Eternal Sunshine is mostly just drama. But he still does a fantastic job. And he didn't get, he has, Good pick. he's never been nominated, nominated for any Academy Maybe Award. there's still a chance. I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's always time. Uh, Donald Sutherland was never nominated for an Oscar. There's an honorable mention? Or yeah, it's honorable great? mention. So you are just doing entirely actors. Just actors never. Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm like, how is okay. he not nominated? Like, like GFK, Ordinary People, which won Best Picture, which is not mm-hmm. good, but he's good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, MASH, the movie, Dirty mm-hmm. Dozen, Backdraft. I mean, just the, his career, he did get an honorary Oscar because they're like, we're, so, we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah. The way it is this for honorable mention uh rafe in 2015 rafe finds in the grad in budapest hotel you love him was not you nominated. you think he's fine i like him i think he's Rafe fine <laughs> yeah. uh, but eddie redmayne won for theory of everything that year and it's i don't like when people win awards for just playing real people mm-hmm. bothers me and that's one of them joel honorable mentions i think charlie chaplin not winning for city lights is a big snub there yeah. considering it's one of the most iconic silent movies kind of ever. an all-timer uh anthony perkins once again in psycho i feel like it he didn't get so enough good. love and not nominated at all i forgot to mention this i'm sorry i'm jumping back i'm jumping back to nominated but didn't win uh because cary grant i feel like he's one of those actors everyone knows everyone knows cary grant he was in so many movies he was nominated twice he never won an oscar and I just thought about that as wow. kind of weird because he is uh, a household name. Right. So, sorry. Jumping back to that. My bad. Next up, we have Best Director nominated but didn't win Joel. <laughs> Predictable. Because I'm picking the pick that probably we, we've already discussed the biggest one. You already know I'm picking it. I'm picking Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. Alfred Hitchcock. Not pleased with you. No. What? You're not? That's the choice that I wanted. to make. Oh. Alfred Hitchcock was nominated for Best Director for Psycho, but lost to Billy Wilder for The Apartment. He was nominated for Rear Window in 1954, but lost to Eliza Kazan for On the Waterfront. He was nominated in uh, 1940 for Rebecca, which won Best Picture, but he lost Best Director to John Ford for The Grapes of Wrath. Alfred Hitchcock is a household director name. If you ask people, name 10 directors. Alfred Hitchcock will be probably on every one of those lists because people know that name. They know his work. And yet he didn't win a Best Director Oscar his entire career. Yeah. Bizarre. And we did talk about this before on our Alfred Hitchcock episode of Bacon Cell. But I just want to give another nod to the fact that one of the greatest directors of all time never won a director, Best Director Award from the Academy. Yeah, what a bummer. Stanley Kubrick never won a Best Director. He was nominated for directing for Dr. Strangelove, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Clockwork Orange, and Barry Lyndon. Never won Best director. And maybe they were waiting for him to like, oh, maybe your next movie. Because he kept putting out these, you know, at the, well, honestly, timeless classics. Like, yeah. whether or not you like them or, you know, they, you think they're too methodical, he was that kind of director that's influenced almost every great director today. Yeah. So, pretty crazy. 
Zach? I can't decide. Joel already mentioned the one that I had picked. Sorry. Sorry. Kind of in the previous category, you mentioned uh, briefly, but in 1973's Oscars, Francis Ford Coppola did not win for The Godfather. Instead, it was Bob Fosse for Cabaret, which is... Mm. I'm so sorry. I scooped in. I didn't think you were going to pick it. Yes. So that that has been mentioned, and that's crazy. Um, I'm going to go with kind of... This is a bizarre choice, but the 2011 Oscars, that year at the King's Speech by Tom Hooper won. And that's a fine enough movie, but it, it's kind of, eh. Um, but was nominated that year was David Fincher for The Social Network. How has he not David, won an Oscar? How has David Fincher not won an Oscar? If you but don't know who David Fincher is, yeah. um, you, you probably like happy movies. Because <laughs> he directs dark he did, stuff. He did Gone Girl, he did, yeah, Fight he, Club, he did Seven. Yeah, Fight, Fight Club, Seven, and Gone Girl. Uh, like Curious the, Case the with Benjamin, Benjamin Button. I don't like that one. Neither. Um, neither. But he made the movie about Facebook good. Yeah. Really good. That to me deserves the award. You made the Facebook movie not only good but cool. Yeah. What? I mean, thanks to Trent Reznor's score. That Drop really the, the too. just Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like, like that. David Fincher not having an Oscar at this point. Crazy. Honorable mentions: Ridley Scott, never won. Pretty crazy. Well, when every third movie you make is good and the others Take suck, it easy. Come on. There's still great <laughs> movies in there. Every third. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, who yeah. is, you know him? BTA he, hasn't won? He directed yeah, Mortal won. Kombat, right? <laughs> there Will Be Blood, uh, Phantom Thread of Licorice Pizza are the ones he was nominated for. So his films have won awards, but he has not won for directing? Correct. Hmm. And then uh, Christopher Nolan up until soon. Well, hmm. we can't predict the future. Soon. Soon. All right. Who wasn't nominated at all? Kent, we'll start with you. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, spe- specifically for Argo, As a right? director. For Argo. For Argo. That's but which honestly, won Best Picture. Yeah, and that's the thing. He wasn't even... like Actually, everyone was talking about it that year. Like, Argo is a really cool movie. Why wasn't he nominated for Best Director? Never has been. Because, I mean, the movies he was putting out, Gone Baby Gone, which you mentioned, The Town, which is incredible, and then Argo, which I think The Town is probably my favorite. Ben of Affleck those three? Movie. Yeah, of those three. Mm, of, I think uh, probably Gone Girl will be the top and then no, gone baby gone gone baby you gone. did it again <laughs> oops <laughs> it's the boston trilogy uh and then argo and then uh town yeah i mean he has won oscars for screenplay for goodwill hunting and like he did get the best picture for argo but never for directing pretty yeah. crazy and i want him to come back to it he probably will i, I think, he, so. I think he, is, he probably could he? he did for a movie that was pretty forgettable a mobster movie oh, <laughs> i yeah. forgot the title it's so good yeah and it was just okay yeah as far as my official choice goes um i'm I'm not looking at collective career, but specifically just looking at Argo. I mean, uh, you see, I, I remember so clearly the imagery of Ben Affleck standing there holding the Oscar, mm-hmm. like talking, you know, giving his part of the speech because he made this movie, uh-huh. he starred in this movie, and, and it won Best Picture, and he didn't even get nominated uh-huh. for Best Director. No, it's crazy. It's just insane. Uh, but uh, Ang Lee won that year for Life of Pi. Weird. I really like that movie, but... Mm-hmm. What a weird choice. I prefer the book. Yeah, same. Joel? So my choice for best director wasn't nominated at all is a bit of a cheat uh, because it's Charlie Chaplin. And Charlie Chaplin... Great choice. uh, So he was nominated for best director and and best actor for a movie called The Circus in 1928. And he got a best actor nomination for The Great Dictator. But he was not nominated for directing such classics, silent movie classics like The Gold Rush, City Lights, Modern Times... Or The Great Dictator, which he was nominated for an actor for. He did not get that. He also did get two honorary Oscars, which was weird. He got one in 1928 at the beginning of his career in 1971 at the end of his career. 
But the only this is this stay with me here. This is weird. The only competitive Oscar he won for his movies was Best Original Score for a movie called Limelight, which came out in 1952, but he didn't get the award till 1972. What? Because it was released in the United States in Los Angeles in 1972, it was now eligible for an Oscar. That's how wonky the rules of the Academy are. Uh, but I feel like Charlie Chaplin not being nominated for those movies that have stood the test of time, like, you know, 100 years later, mm-hmm. is just weird to me. That he, didn't even get a, he didn't get a nomination for those. But he did get one Oscar, or one, one nomination before. Sure. So, yeah. Hmm. Charlie Chaplin. Honorable I, mentions. Yeah, uh, I, well, I set an honorable mention aside because Kent Kent's going off a little bit different rules uh, yeah. of like not nom- not nominated at all ever at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while Chris, I have two of those. While Chris Nolan has been nominated now, the fact that he wasn't nominated for The Dark Knight and kind of broke the, the whole award show. Yeah. Save it. Save it. And then <laughs> then Inception. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, honorable mentions for me. John Hughes created. Yeah. Created just as this iconic era of, of brat packed teenage type movies. Should it have been Breakfast Club? Is that the movie? That probably would have got the nomination yeah. because that's the more, you know, serious Weird role. Science maybe. <laughs> not Weird Science. <laughs> yeah. Probably Breakfast Club would have got the nomination. Also Boz Lerman. Uh not getting nominated. For Far Away Downs? For Far Away Downs. <laughs> the yes. TV series on Hulu. No, I, I feel like Boz Lerman is one of those directors that you definitely know his style. He directed uh, Moulin Rouge. Strictly Ballroom. Strictly Ballroom. Uh, Elvis. Ga- uh, Great Gatsby. As well. Uh, and uh, yeah, and Roman, Roman and Juliet. Yes, that's him as well. I, my brain Romeo just suddenly died there Juliet. for a second. Best soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Brian De Palma for The Untouchables. Uh, Tim Burton is that for the Big guy Fish. Who directed Mission Impossible. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. His, his career is actually pretty awesome. He's never got a nomination. Never. Rob Reiner for A Few Good Men. Rob Reiner or Prince's Bride or anything. Mm, and uh, Frank Darabont for Shawshank Redemption or Green Mile. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty crazy. Now we have Best Picture. Once again, nominated, didn't win. Kent, please. I chose us. a year. In fact, my other my honorable mention is another year. Cheater. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. And and Zach, what you, happened in two thousand eleven? You mentioned this. Let me go over yeah. the nominees. And this is after they added, they're like, we need 17 yes. nominees. Yeah. So some of Ten. these some of these aren't good, but some of these are amazing. So let's go through them. Black Swan, The yep. Fighter, mm-hmm. Inception, mm-hmm. The Kids Are All Right, 127 Hours, yeah. The Social Network, yeah. Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. True Grit, mm-hmm. Winter's Bone, wow. and the winner was The King's Speech. Seriously. Which is a I good movie. It. It's I get a good it. movie. I get it. It's like when you want to have a date night and you live in Provo and there's no, like... Oh, there's some bad words. There's some bad words. One scene. But I can justify it because it's like one scene and it's ears. kind of funny. <laughs> King's Speech, is a, it's, a, it's actually kind of a delightful movie. But when you're up against... I mean, I'm not even a Toy Story 3 fan, but you're up against Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. Social Network, Inception. Um, hours. And did you know that... Right? Uh, just to throw out there, as far as Toy Story 3 goes, How to Train Your Dragon was nominated that year too. <laughs> I just did but not the best picture. <laughs> I was so shocked. Best animated picture. Best animated. Yeah. It's so it could have yeah. been nominated as well. Seems a bit of a cheat to choose an entire year. But look at all yes. those nominees and look what won. I know. I, 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 just, I agree with I'm you. I'm angry for a year. So basically, you that could, makes it easier for you. Though. You yes, could potentially totally. argue that any choice of that list would be better. Yeah. Almost any. Almost any. I mean, I think I don't. I, I don't love, love Winter's Bone. I don't love Winter's, the kids are all right. But like 127 hours. I think you. If that one, you'd be like, way yeah, better. I I'd be all about. Yeah. And then especially uh, Inception, I love Toy Story Black 3. Swan. Black I need Swan. the directors in this category, but Inception would be was, my choice. Uh, Aronofsky, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 2011. Just generally 2011. Yes. Fine, Kent. <laughs> so for mine, um, do you guys remember the 2017 uh, Oscars? Remember what happened with Best, Best Picture that year? 
You mean that for the 2016 movies? 2016 movies. I sure do because this my honorable mention is the whole year. The whole, yeah, oh, the, you whole could argue year. the whole year. So just in case you don't know, uh, La La Land came out that year and won a bunch of awards, including Best Picture for a hot including second, including Best Picture for about three minutes, and then it was Moonlight instead. And so I am a huge, huge La La Land fan. I do not like Moonlight. And so with that, obviously, why didn't Arrival win that year? <laughs> Arrival should have won. Not even La La Land. Guess what else came out and was nominated? Hold mm-hmm. it. Because my pick is 2016. Yes. <laughs> What's yours, Joel? I chose a whole year as well. <laughs> Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Fences. Heller High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea. Any one of those. All of them are better. Any of those should have won 100%. over the piece of trash Wait, Moonlight. Wait, did you get after me for a whole year and you yeah, chose a whole year? That's why he did. That's why I got no, I, I really did look at those lists, and I actually have not seen. I don't think I've seen Fences yet. I've seen um, the play. It's good. It, it it feels like the stage play. Yes, but yeah. it, is, it is. It is just a, it is as as I understand it, it is just a very good like one to one from the play. It is. Yeah. yeah, but but looking at those nominees again, same thing with the your year Kent. I went any of those would have been mm-hmm. better than Moonlight. Any of them. Yeah. But I pick Arrival personally. That's fine. I think I think it's good that you picked one because Kent and I both kind of cheated on this one. <laughs> yeah. But I'll take any of those. Really, uh, Hacksaw Ridge would have been a better. May totally. I give some uh, quick honorable mentions? Please do. <clears throat> I have several. Have a lot. E.T. didn't win. Gandhi mm-hmm. did. Citizen Kane didn't win. How green? How green was that's my valley? The, that's did. the big one. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan didn't win. Shakespeare in Love won. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life didn't win. Best Years of Our Lives won. Moulin Rouge did not win. A Beautiful Mind won. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark did not win. Chariots of Fire did. The Green Mile American Beauty did. The Sixth Sense American Beauty did. <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Million Dollar Baby. Come on. I know. I, I, I should I, I should probably give more than just inflection. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind did not win Million Dollar I just want to hear you say American Beauty did. American <laughs> Beauty American did. Beauty. Man, the Academy loved American Beauty, which is almost as big of a piece of trash as Moonlight. Actually, they're probably equal pieces of trash. Well, that one's aging more. Do you want to take some time and think about this? For, uh, no, you're good. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Guys, guys, give yours now. Um, I will. You mentioned a good amount of mine. Um, yeah, sorry. I kind of just unloaded there. Crash one, Brokeback Mountain didn't. That's considered, I mean, that's the classic Jack Nicholson being surprised when he read Crash. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Birdman, or the blah, 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 one. Over Boyhood? Over Whiplash. Oh. I think Whiplash should have won. But Boyhood. In, in retrospect, you're right, but at the time I wanted Boyhood to win. Yeah, sure. Boyhood would have been a better choice than Birdman. I well. was really impressed. And maybe it's not a best picture thing, but the cinematography of Birdman, I agree. That, that seamless. It's a cool movie. To me, it's like, hey, you gave the that award. Was an experiment. You gave the award to a gimmick. <clears throat> but then Boyhood was the same thing where I was like, it's great because of how they did it. And Whiplash is just great. Whiplash is great because I'm a because I am on film nerd Twitter. Film bro. <laughs> now finally we have wasn't nominated at all. I feel like I know what you guys are going to pick, so I am going to just stick to 2015. Previously mentioned, Birdman won that year. But you know what wasn't nominated at all? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was yes. nominated. Good. Yes. Nightcrawler is one I of don't, those movies. I don't know that it... like I Again, that year, I would have rather had Whiplash won, win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd have been fine with Boyhood. So I don't know that Nightcrawler would have won, but to not even get a nomination, especially post-Dark Knight, where we had 10 nominees, mm-hmm. and Nightcrawler's not even there... Oh, yeah. it's such a good, compelling, fascinating movie. A great turn by Jake Gyllenhaal. Why wasn't it nominated? Do better. Totally. Do you won that year again? Uh, Birdman. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I don't Joel. think I don't think I'm going to pick that one or the one that you're whatever one you're thinking of. Okay. Because I'm choosing 2001: A Space Odyssey that came out in 1968. Really? Okay. Yes. And Kent, you already mentioned this before. It's a Kubrick film. Uh, the winner that year, 1968, was Oliver. And other nominees included Funny Girl and Romeo and Juliet and Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah. 
And so I, Rachel, Rachel. The same thing. <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle. Rochelle. Uh, but I just looked at this and I went, why? It's 2001 A Space Odyssey is an iconic film. Now, it was nominated for Best Director, Best Story and Screenplay, written directly for the screen. I love those long titles. Best Art Direction. And it won Best Special Visual Effects, which is good because it has some pretty impressive visual effects. Mm -hmm. But I guess the film just kind of directed itself because... <laughs> Just the look of it, the feel of it. And I'm not the biggest fan of the bookends, the, the, sure. the trippy stuff at the I, end. I'm, the, I'm with you. But it is a it's, solid sci-fi thriller. It's a film-changing movie. Yeah. It has the same thing, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it changed the dynamic. And this is, keep in mind, this is before we went to the moon. This is before all that space stuff. Yeah. And he was able to pull this off in a very realistic way. So 2001 A Space Odyssey to not even get nominated is uh, just horrendous. Totally. So I'm choosing the obvious one. Yep, I was waiting for this. Because you want to see how the Oscars got its scars? <laughs> the <laughs> Dark Knight. I can't choose it. No, here's the thing. The winner that year, it was a great choice of it, the nominees. Slumdog Millionaire is one of my favorite movies of all time, it's as is The choice. Dark Knight. They're but right it's like, each other. it's the cute little brother to The Dark Knight, which was the deserving and nominee. And I fully admit that the Slumdog Millionaire, people don't know it. It has not become this iconic film for everyone. It's my personal favorite. It's delightful. But The Dark and Knight harrowing, yeah. not being nominated. It's the reason. I think it's the Oscars' biggest mistake. It's the reason they have changed the best picture And category. just looking back, that year, Slumdog Millionaire did win. Yes. Nominees included The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Me. Frost Nixon, Me. Milk, and Me. The Reader. Meh. A lot of meh. I think you could, between Frost Nixon, Milk, and Reader, you could have swapped any one of those out and put in the Dark Knight easily. Yeah. And they were, I think, afraid. I think that's what I it. get at uh, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I generally swap yeah. my, my milk out with the Dark my Knight. Frost, my Frost Nixon milk and reader. You guys have so many honorable mentions here? I have a few. Okay, go on. Uh, I was going to mention um, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Not oh. getting a nomination. Sergio Leone was never nominated for Best Director. Spaghetti either. Westerns were looked down Crazy. upon by the Academy. Yeah. Uh, they were the action movies of their time. Mm. Uh, Vertigo. Not Crazy. getting nominated. Singing in the Rain. Right. Not nominated. The Searchers, not nominated. And a personal choice here, Princess Bride, not even nominated. That's cute. You didn't mention Psycho? I Yeah, I, I gave Psycho a lot of love and outrage got love, so I was, yeah. Uh, Spartacus in 1960, uh -huh. Cool Hand Luke, mm -hmm. and The Matrix. I know The Matrix isn't that kind of movie. I no, know. But absolutely should have you been nominated. What, you know what, that year? American Beauty won. American Beauty won. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Uh, the Big Lebowski was talked about earlier. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, I, I mean, I, The Dark Knight was, was my biggest. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because, again, it, it, they admit that they messed up because they changed it. Then they said, well, we need 10 categories. We're going to put some popular ones in there that have no chance of winning. Mm, there was one time that it, nope, it's never happening. Maybe this year. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, Look we'll into see. the future. We can't see into the future. But we can see your comments. <laughs> And so now that we've given out there <laughs> our, thank you, our biggest snubs from the Oscars, we want to hear from you. We want to know if we missed any of your, I don't know if you can call them favorite because they're just annoying, but yeah. your, your, the ones you think are the biggest snubs. We want to hear on Facebook. We want to hear on Twitter. We want to hear on Instagram. Please reach out. Don't snub us. But before we go today, we'd like to give some, we'd like to not snub our patrons, which includes our I Am The Listener tier, which has in it. The real reason they don't let Nate talk out in public is because he passed away in 2011, Scott Sprague. <laughs> Taylor Sanderson, certain Madam Hicks, Shannon West, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Casey Cummings, Angela Plotz, Andrew is literally Ryan Gosling, Alicia Bass, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Bacon Council, which includes the other Brit, Johnny English, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glow Clint Daniel, Debbie Foster, 
and bigger. Thank you, patrons. You are the R to our arrival. Our arrival. Because <laughs> no, we all talked about it. No. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center and maybe a new venue soon. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and then go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. After you've done that, go to tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch. And if you like the show, you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale. Support start at just $3 a month. You can get access to all sorts of behind the scenes bacon sale stuff. And of course, the weekly ish bacon bits where we go far too long talking about way too many things. Mm -hmm. And this last week was particularly random. Quite. ADD. What can I say? All right. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time. Oh, you know, at the beginning when I gave that award for best hipster movie critic on bacon sale, Mm -hmm. I misread it. I'm so sorry. The actual winner is Moonlight. Finally, it's happening to me right front of my face, and I just can't describe it. Why don't we need snub? <laughs> my best friend picked me. That's He's true. He's like a barber over there. That's yeah. true. I do Halloween makeup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You do snub Zach? I don't know what I'm talking about all that much. You don't uh, get in tizzies. Uh, I do. Yes, I'm nicer, but I'm also awkward looking. Yeah. And then uh, Kent glowed up. <laughs> Real glow up, guys. I was so dead set on Tony Collette. I always get Gone Baby Gone, Gone Girl, and Manchester by the Sea mixed up with each other. You know, other. I'm not... I get, <laughs> Is it the I Boston get, Trilogy? It, Boston accents confuse me <laughs> wicked hard. That's Jason yeah. Bourne. Get bored. Ooh. Give me your hands, boss. A boss. Uh, the, British, the British Oscars. British uh, something something film something something. I need to wake up. But supercalifragilisticexpialidocious was robbed. That is a great moment of cinema. Girls, <laughs> I think you're both pretty. The Susan Lucci of her time. When, when was Still Owls? I'm still confused when Still Owls <laughs> happened. So you could have said, I love La La Land, and that would have been fun and a little bit. I love La La Land. <laughs> I had an extra La. No one slaps Audrey Hepburn in the face. Yeah. No one. Oh, we made the pretty girl ugly. Let's give her an award. Wilson! Oh. I'm in fire! Oh. It's basically Christian Bell's school of acting. Get skinny and get awarded. We never apologize to Al Pacino anymore. You I think know. he's fine. I like him. American Beauty did. American Beauty did. American Beauty did. American Beauty did. Beauty. Man, the Academy loved American Beauty. American Beauty one. American Beauty one. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Zach. I'm going to rip that off and make people laugh at me. I'm spicy. Why is it spicy?